0: everybody welcome back to the single dad's podcast uh hope you guys are having an incredible incredible uh monday so far happy Um, halloween yeah happy halloween everybody um bro are you uh you taking riley (laughs) trick-or-treating
1: he drives now man he's taking himself (laughs) trick-or-treating yeah he passed his driver's license or his driver's test and uh he is off and driving
0: that's awesome bro is it scary
1: a little bit uh a lot bit (laughs) yeah i bet bro (laughs) it it really is um or uh, he uh yeah he, he took off um for the weekend to go to his grandma's house and um you know i had to give her a call and make sure that she knows like hey he can't just pull one over on grandma and uh Say, hey, I, uh, I'm going to do this, so we can go do whatever, yeah. and, you know. <laughs> so I had to like catch her up to speed, and um, unfortunately, uh, tell her you know uh, what I caught him so, <laughs> caught him doing, and uh, <laughs> and she actually uh, opened up to me and told me that she she like, partakes ca- in the devil's lettuce. Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> she she. she, she she uh she does smoke she does drink, but and uh, she told me that uh, she goes I I promised I wouldn't but I thought that's what you were calling about and him and his cousin I went to go have a, a vodka cranberry one day and my bottle of Tito's that was a third full
0: was a third empty <laughs> was <a> third <laughs> <laughs> exactly
1: <laughs> so um, I was like well.
0: Dang man. That that's a that's a trippy season, bro. You're going from like he's going from boy to man. And yeah. so you're He doesn't know I lungs. know that
1: either. And <laughs> I told her I was like, look, I'll keep my mouth shut, you keep yours shut. <laughs> but now we're on the same page and we can look out for <laughs> for each other.
0: That's awesome, bro. I love that. <laughs> I um I know my parents used to think, bro, that I was um that me and my brother were just the best kids. And we've, you know, since opened up about stories from our teenage years. Like, there was one Halloween, bro, where me and our—us and our best friends, they're twins. They came, they picked us up, they are like, man, let's go trick-or-treating. We're in high school. I think they were seniors at the time, and I was like a sophomore. And so we go to these houses, and my buddy knocks on the door. They don't open up the door to give us candy— so then he's just, bro, like, he's just wild, man. This is why I'm like, you got to be careful when you hang around white dudes. <laughs> they do. They do some wild stuff because they feel like they can't get in trouble. <laughs> and uh, so he knocked on the door. They didn't give us candy, right? And then this fool picks up a pumpkin that they have there. And he's like, he used to do this voice, like, he would talk, like, radio. You remember the show Radio or the movie Radio? Yeah. Um. So he would talk like him. And so he grabbed the pumpkin and... And we start walking away and then he was like, well, F you then. I'm going to take your pumpkin in radio's voice. And we start walking away and we're like laughing because we're like, this dude's an idiot, right? Didn't think much of it. Maybe they were just asleep, whatever. Well, we're driving and this is in my parents' neighborhood where I'm at right now. <laughs> and all of a sudden this truck drive, like pulls up right next to us and pulls out a shotgun and is like pointing it at us. Like, down from his truck into the car. And my buddies are like, what the F is wrong with you? And, like, popping off. And me and my brother, right? Just two illegal Mexicans at this time in our (laughs) life. (laughs) Just just sitting in the back seat like, oh, dude. No. No. And then my buddies are, like, popping off on him like, dude, you're stupid. Like, he was like, yeah, you came to my house and took my pumpkin. All this for a pumpkin, bro. It's the dude that we took his pumpkin. Right, so all of this for a pumpkin, and I'm just like sitting there telling like my boys, "Where's my
1: candy, motherfucker?" <laughs>
0: <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm just sitting there telling my buddies, me and my brother, we're like, guys, like chill, bro, chill, chill, chill. I want to get shot right now, and so then the dude, uh, my my buddy that was driving, he's like, if you really think you're about to shoot us here in front of everywhere, like you're an idiot, like you can't do da da whatever, right? And so then the dude says, all right, well, then drive back over to my house and step on my yard and see what happens. And then these idiots, they're like, well, we'll be right there. We'll be right. We'll follow you. We'll be right there. It's like a free pass to get shot. Right? And so then the dude takes off and he stops at the the stop sign at the front. And we're, like, parked right here. If you can't see this in the video, then I'm sorry. Or if you're listening to audio only, watch this on video so you can see what I'm doing. (laughs) So we're, like, parked here, and there's a road right there to our right. And then he goes up to the next stop sign, and he waits to see what we're doing. Because he's got his foot on the brakes, and he's not moving. Well, then my buddy that's in the passenger seat, the dude that took the pumpkin, gets out of the car goes to the front of the car, pulls his pants down and (laughs) moons this dude (laughs) and starts smacking his butt while he's mooning him. And then he hops back into the car and we take that immediate right and we just, like, peel off and, like, leave the neighborhood.
1: (laughs) What happened to the pumpkin? We kept it. Yeah, (laughs) we kept it. It ended up rotting.
0: (laughs) so oh, man. all of that for a freaking pumpkin so happy halloween that's that's my that's my
1: halloween story well you know what don't put any decor out like halloween decor that you're not and then not give candy out that's true you yeah know? turn even your, to turn teenagers. your lights turn your lights off <laughs> no. that's what i do i i turn my lights off yeah because I, I've, I i just can't get up and go to the door every two seconds yeah you know it's just I'm sorry So you put a bowl out so there I've, I've done The whole bowl Please take one And it's yeah. gone In like You know Ten minutes Yeah So uh, I just Last year I just turned my lights off Yeah So this year I said I told Riley I was like If you want to hand Hand candy out uh, Cool Yeah If not Cool Yeah <laughs> <laughs> That's what My parents
0: Because Old school Mexican You know Yeah So Halloween Super demonic <laughs> <laughs> in in our culture, Halloween, super demonic. Only Satanists do that, right? It was just so dumb. So they would literally turn off like all the lights, not just the outdoor light, but all the lights inside the house. And then they'd be like, that way nobody comes to the house and tries to, like, get candy and, like, all this stuff. I'm like, Mom, Dad, it's kids. Yeah. It's, it's kids. It's not it's not that big of a deal. And now, like, my little girl's going trick or treating today, and my mom's like, why would she do that? I'm like, she's just dressed up as Yoshi, bro, wanting to go get candy. She's a kid. Let her be a kid.
1: Like, come on now. I'm like, and she doesn't even like candy. She just does it because she likes to trick-or-treat. So I, I have good memories as a kid of Halloween because it, it was my mom's birthday.
0: That's cool, man.
1: And uh, one day, well, happy
0: birthday to your mom.
1: Yeah, R.I.P. Mom. Yeah. Um, but when when I was in the fifth grade, uh fourth or fifth grade, I walked to the uh, nearby grocery store and I bought a Halloween cake. You know, they have a, in the grocery deli or whatever. Yeah for i don't know 2.99 or whatever they cost back then and uh and then i bought some other stuff and i turned it into a birthday cake for her wow um it literally like it was the best thing i could have ever done for my mom as you know especially as like a fourth or fifth grade kid you know like 10 11 years old so that's like my best memory of of uh birthday for my mom and uh I've told my son that story in hopes of him, like, wow, that was, you know, that was considerate. Maybe you'll do something for your for your old man. <laughs> 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 Not so
0: much. <laughs> but, uh, anyway. That's awesome, brother. That's awesome. You should celebrate her today with Riley. Like, think about something that, you well, know.
1: Well, his, his mom's birthday was 10 days ago. Oh, wow. It's crazy. They're 10 days apart. Um. And then her anniversary of when she was um, killed in a car wreck is uh, November the 19th.
0: Oh. Right before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanks, man, that's wild. Yeah. Yeah, you guys, uh, y'all should celebrate her today in some way. Maybe remake that moment, you know, um, if it would mean a lot to you, because that's pretty, that's pretty special, bro. For real, man. I think it just it's a cool way just to honor them and you know I know you probably do things for her and stuff but I think it'd be so cool even just with your son being like let's celebrate your grandma today. You, like you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I I I It's it, it's 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 a it's a tough situation. Mm-hmm. I, I I I don't know. Even on even on his mom's birthday it's like uh it's difficult to to celebrate and I don't know. Hi. It's I don't know. I don't I, I when he was younger we used to, you know, do the visitor and and things like that, but it's just uh, I don't know. It's it, it just kind of Yeah. Don't, I don't know how to describe it. It's just just tough. Tough, yeah. Yeah. No, I can imagine, bro.
0: I can imagine. Well, I'll be praying for you guys, man. Be praying for the whole fam. Um, And what's your, what's your, uh, well, you don't have to tell me now, but later tell me what your dad's name is so I can be praying for him too. Um, uh, Man, hopefully uh, you guys tuned in last week. Last week was pretty awesome with Kimball, man. Um, I liked, I liked some of the advice that he gave. And I love that it's been tested with 500,000 families, like successfully, right? Um, And I love how just, it's really just cut and dry.
1: It's yeah. very simple. He, he, he was he was he was an amazing guest yeah and uh, had some really, really good things to say and insight and uh, advice and hopefully uh, for those of you who missed it, please uh, hop on Spotify or wherever and watch it and uh, or listen to it. And uh, I think there's probably very few parents that wouldn't get something out of it, mom or dad.
0: Yeah. Um, (laughs) You're going to get something out of it. It was really good.
1: And check out his website. It's, uh, what is it? Empoweringparents.com? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Great guy. Yeah.
0: It was really cool. And And I like that it's specifically like child behavior. And it's cool because it's not just fixing bad behavior, but it's also how can we create good behavior. Um, which is awesome, and he was talking a little bit about, like, the role-playing stuff, right? Like, role-play with your kids so they know how to handle certain situations because normally the reason why kids are shy, which is this is so cool to know that it's – if they're having some sort of attitude, it's because they're operating out of fear because they don't have a solution for the problem. Right. So they feel helpless. Which, when you start seeing it that way, it le- it lets you operate like it with a next level of empathy for your kid. You know, like they're just not they're not just being a turd to be a turd. It's because they don't know how to handle the certain situation. So let's help them get a solution and then empower them with it. So. I don't know if I don't know if you're listening and you saw the video I posted, but I did that with my little girl. Um she really struggles I, with like just I thought so that of... was
1: literally the most amazing uh I was gonna say post, but amazing thing to do with your with, with the goose, your daughter. Um and yeah you did post it on like all your accounts the single dads podcast, mm-hmm. uh divorce recovery, and Frank Ortega. Um boy, talk about a plug. And uh <laughs> But but yeah, it it got like a crazy amount of views and likes and uh, comments and because it was so cool. And I'll let you tell what you did.
0: Yeah, it was just really it was such a cool moment, bro. Because
1: I, I watched it like three or four times. Me too, literally. <laughs> me too. I'm
0: not gonna lie. Uh, and the goose kept watching it too. Um, she kept seeing it, and she was like, "Oh, Papa, I love that." Uh, Like, it made her so happy because it's something that she really struggled with.
1: After after you tell everyone what you did, um, my question for you is, how do you think it affected her moving, like, now and will moving forward? Oh, okay.
0: Awesome. That's a good question. So, what I did, though, before I get to the question... Is um, she's always struggled just with social anxiety and talking to strangers and all that stuff, right? And so what I did was, I w- we were going to PetSmart because we had to buy more crickets for her chameleon, <laughs> um, which she loves. Blue, by the way, yeah, she loves. I FaceTimed her yesterday, and Here's she was. Boy, she- <laughs> yes dude I'm just gonna post a big picture of Will Ferrell behind his cage (laughs) um but um like the little bubbles speaking through the words or whatever um but it's it was so cool because we're gonna stop by and get crickets for her chameleon and her chameleon's really been like an outlet to teach her responsibility and all that those things right so I'm always like you gotta make sure you feed it whenever you're here, you're the one that's going to feed him, you're going to handle him. Like, I haven't handled the chameleon, only she has. Um, and she cleans his poop, all those things, right? So, I was like, You got to get his crickets too, though. And she was like, What, Papa? No, I'm scared, literally was her response. And so, I told her, I was like, It's okay, baby, let's practice right now. Would you go to the, the pet, pet, pet store? Yeah, no, pet, it was Petco. Yeah, we went to Petco, and so we were in the truck, and I was like, Baby, let's practice right now because I remember. That week, that was literally Tuesday, the day after we filmed with Kimball on child behavior, th- th- child behavior or whatever. And um, whatever. <laughs> and he was talking about the power of role playing, right? And so I started role playing with her and I was like, just act like I'm a pet coworker. And so I acted like I was walking in the seat and I was like, do, 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 right? And then she was like, hi, excuse me, sir. I was like, oh, hey, ma'am, how are you doing? She was like. Good. I need crickets for my chameleon. I was like, "Well, we got big ones and we got small ones. What kind of uh, crickets does your chameleon take?" She was like, "Oh, I, he only takes the big ones." And then I was like, "Okay, perfect. How many do you want?" And then she was like, "Papa, I don't know." <laughs> she like looked. Through, she looked through, She was like, "Papa, I don't know." <laughs> and I was like, "Baby, twenty. We're gonna get twenty crickets." She was like, "Oh, okay." She was like, "I need twenty, sir." <laughs> and then. 20 that's it you sure you don't need any more no that's it thank you sir and I was like goose that was really so then we did that like two more times and we started making it fun and I would say different things like respond differently so that she was prepared for a different response too right Right. preparation is literally how we get, get confident in things and bro we walk in there and it was so cute. She was walking, like, you can see in the video, her hands, like, are in front of her when she's walking. Yeah. And it's because she's, like, nervous.
1: Yeah, I um, can talk to you.
0: Yes, she was doing that. But then afterwards, bro, like, you can see it in the video. She asked the lady. The lady says, yes, I, like, just meet me at the front. And you can see my little girl. If you haven't watched this video, go watch it. But she turns around with the biggest smile on her face. And she's just hopping. Like, just like a little, like, happy pounce back to me. And it was just wild to me because... A lot of people might see that as insignificant, but that's a massive victory to her. And you can see by her response to her achieving that, right? Yeah. And so I think it was really, really cool, bro. And to go back to your question about it, one of the things that I, that I hope that she learned through that is that things might be scary, but we make them scary. And once we prepare for them, they're not that scary. Right. And I I hope that's the lesson that she learns because she was really scared to do it. And I kind of took her out of that fearful, emotional state and put her into like a playful state, which made her just naturally operate better. But um, hopefully she catches like, oh, wow, I was really scared to do that, but it wasn't that bad. And that just encourages her to do things that might seem scary. I'm not saying they don't seem scary, but after we do them, they're a lot less scary. Hopefully that's what she learned, bro.
1: Uh, we'll see.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, next time, uh, I don't, how long, how long did 20 crickets last blue?
0: Um, we'll probably go buy crickets again tomorrow. Yeah. So probably every week we'll see how, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Exactly. I'm gonna have her do it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have her do it this time. Um, and I'll probably role play less. I'll do it like one time. And then the the next week after that, no role no role play. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll keep you guys updated on that. But man, it was just so cool because it was like Kimball really inspired me because it's so practical. And I think as parents, sometimes we overthink things. It's like, man, like I want to help my child with this and this and show them how to this. But like, how do I do it? You just do it. (laughs) It's like with salespeople, when you're training them, the best way to train a salesperson, first of all, is role play. The second best way is... Is, well, the first way is to put them on sales calls and have them fail, but to prepare them role play. So it's it's the same thing with our kids. So I think whatever, um, whatever behavior I'm mean, this, is how I'm going to challenge myself. And I hope, you know, other people challenge themselves in this area, too. But whatever behavior I want to see in my little girl, I'm going to be intentional about like role playing it with her and putting her in those situations so that we can start getting her like comfortable with those specific like behaviors
1: see my my son has the I mean, he's very very uh I guess an introvert yeah um, he just he, he's he, he he will speak when spoken to type type thing yeah, yeah. um he won't uh, be inquisitive and ask questions but so and even like so now now he's now he's driving you know he's got to go to drive-throughs and He's got to, you know, uh, excuse me, go to the grocery store. Uh, excuse me, where's the bread aisle or whatever? Or he probably, he'll probably just figure it out. But <laughs> anyway, other things. Um, he's got a job. He's got to get a job. Um, so you can guarantee that we'll be role playing that yeah. um, because if I don't. Um, you remember uh, the, the story that Kimball told about his kid? Yep. He just said he's like he waited in line yeah. <laughs> like, like to order, yeah. and he's like, uh, "I'd like a job, please." Yeah. <laughs> like he was ordering, "I'd like a numbered job <laughs> <laughs> with an extra that, side of a
0: paycheck and bonus." <laughs> I thought that
1: was hilarious. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to uh, to role play with him and. Um, you know, I, I've got to do some research and find out like what questions are asked to, you know, kids that haven't had jobs before Yeah, and I can assure you, you know, well, what are your grades like? Yeah. Um, so, uh, I'm, fortunately his are good. So I'm just... where,
0: where do you think Riley would want to work if he had a choice?
1: Would it be like a... he, he, when I asked him that, um, <laughs> His response was pretty funny. He said, he goes, I don't know, Dad. It's my first job. They're all going to suck.
0: <laughs> I mean, son, you're not wrong. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he goes, "He goes, I don't care. I just want money. Bro, and, you should have him be a server. Uh, the lessons that he, people learn but as you, a server. You can't serve unless you're 18. 18. Yeah. There's, I mean, you're, you're very limited at 16 as to what you can do. Like, mm-hmm. you can work at a grocery store, you know. Uh, be a, I think
0: some places you can be a host.
1: Um yeah, that's more of a chick job. Um, I think. Yeah, I
0: mean get him around chicks.
1: Yeah, more I mean <laughs> if, if he wants to be a host, he can be a host. I don't care. Um I I was just saying like restaurants tend to yeah. hire uh females for that position yeah, more so that is true. Um and bro,
0: you know where? Chick fil A.
1: Well, so he he will become the most
0: excellent person in the world (laughs) working at Chick Fil A. Chick
1: Fil A is weird because um, it's obviously a franchise, Mm -hmm. so they it depends where where like the location of Chick Fil A. In smaller towns, they'll hire sixteen year olds, Mm. but in like you know more um, trafficked areas like where I live, you have to be eighteen. Oh.
0: Bro, that's why their service is so good.
1: Yeah, I mean Yeah, but I mean they, they also pay well, yeah. you know. So um you know, once you're 18, you know, you you can go just about anywhere. Um his cousin's 18. He he works at Discount Tire and makes like 18 bucks an hour. Yeah. Uh, with overtime, that's like um, you know, 40,000 plus a year. Yeah. That's that's he, like like way more than I made after college. Yeah.
0: Bro, you can make that at Costco now too. I have a buddy from my gym, um, you know, he just became a dad and he makes I think north of $18. Yeah, home, home Depot,
1: for Costco. Costco, like Yeah. um those th- those are all like 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 good companies like those. Um yeah. yeah, when when you have the uh I guess when you have the uh, skill sets and the personality yeah. and you know, but you know, eighteen at eighteen, it's even difficult to, you know, get jobs where uh, uh, you're dealing with customers and because customer service sucks everywhere these days.
0: Yep, yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do for my little girl. I think her for her, her first job is going to be a host, and then move her into a server. Um, I want to do that for a couple reasons because I think it's going to help develop like our social skills massively. Also. I think everyone should be a server because they need to see what it's like to be a server that not, not every time it's the server's fault. Sometimes it's the kitchen's fault. Um, how much it sucks when you have to pay out the busers and the bar and the kitchen and you're getting tipped 10% on your check. So really you didn't make any money off of that check. Um, and it's just going to help value and like serve people too. literally practically serving people, Teaches you how to serve people. <laughs>
1: my, my very first job was uh, a busboy.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool, man. No,
1: it was hustler from the beginning.
0: <laughs> I thought my dad started off here in this country too. It was a dishwasher and busboy for Applebee's and a cook for McDonald's.
1: Yeah, it's it's not a fun job. Mm-mm. No, it's not, not a fun job. But I got I got a friend to come work. I always got friends to come work where I got jobs, always, yeah, literally. (laughs) Bro, that's how I was. Every single job (laughs) I got, I would have friends come and work.
0: Nah, bro, it's awesome, man. You get to push the plates in.
1: (laughs) I I worked at South Fork Ranch. Oh, right over there in Wiley. Yeah, you know, where Dallas was filmed. Everybody knows Dallas. It's like people literally still go there for tours. That's wild. It's crazy. and I, drew, I don't know what
0: Dallas I, is, but I'm going to look it up the, now.
1: The 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 show, Dallas? I never
0: heard of it. JR? Who shot JR? Yeah, I have no idea, bro.
1: Wow. I kid
0: you not. I kid you not. Only thing I know about anything similar to that is from The Office when Kevin Malone was like, you guys want to play Dallas? And they had a board game called Dallas.
1: Yeah. But uh, I didn't know it was a it, show. Yeah, it was a show, Um, and then it actually just – came back and they've I think it was for like four seasons and uh and they did a lot of filming in Dallas at South Fork Ranch. That's cool. But um anyway, yeah, I worked there, gave tours. I drove like this big tractor like on a tram and I had a microphone like this. And we like, Welcome to South Fork Ranch, everybody <laughs> and, 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 and <laughs> no what, way. Yeah. You uh, did that? Yeah. And 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 I had a couple of buddies that worked there too and uh like Sometimes would hop on the tram to like get a ride to the another part of the yeah complex or whatever you can call it, <laughs> and we'd say stuff like, "And if you look at uh, the guy sitting on the back row, <laughs> he, he's worked here for all of ten years." Ask him any questions you might want to. He'll be happy to help you and would screw with each Said, other like yes. that. It was funny. <laughs> Moving on to the left, we have the uh, cows. And... That's incredible.
0: <laughs> Those things dangling from them are called udders. Milk comes out of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but, but that, that literally that job like really brought like, yeah, like, something out in me that i didn't know i had and that's cool um yeah so i mean certain certain jobs you have when you're young they like they develop you more than you realize you know? yeah so. yeah
0: exactly yeah in that season you're just like oh that was cool but then you look back at it and you're like wow man like i learned a lot from there actually i can attribute a lot of my stuff to that that's pretty awesome bro yeah, that's why I think it's it might be good to like be pretty intentional about our kids' first jobs. Like, this is go do this, you know?
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, I uh, I, I met uh, somebody who has uh, a kid that's Riley's age, and she said that a bunch of kids from his school around his age work at like this Kroger by our near our house. So, uh, I was encouraging you to consider that, but.
0: Yeah, exactly, because now you're getting plugged in just by proximity. Yeah, getting, exactly. getting around people and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's re- that's really good, bro. Um, I was thinking about this the other day, how, and we, we can end on this, but I was thinking about how I, how am I trying to word this, bro? I'm struggling wording this right now. I asked myself the question, am I predictable? And we're all predictable, but what are we predictable at? And, like, for example, like, I, I believe that I'm pretty predictable when it comes to, like, my job, right? Like, people know now that if you come, like, all the people that work with me and that are still in my group, mm-hmm. they know if somebody comes in, it's only a matter of time before the breakthrough happens like this, right? And their lives changed. Like, that's pretty predictable now. But I was I started thinking about it as a son and as a father. What am I predictable at? Like, when my little girl gets me, What does she know that she's going to experience, right? And is she going to experience more laughs or is she going to experience more stress or more anxiety or what, what is it that she's really going to experience? Like what, what is predictable in her eyes of me, like attitude wise. And bro, I don't know why I had this. And I think you remember this. It was in my app. I posted one day how I was like, you know what today, this is what I'm going to choose to make. And we all have a choice. I was saying that I was going to choose to live in bliss, absolutely bliss, like all day, regardless what happened. Well, bro, I did that day. Like I can recall to that day. And I just remember being giddy about everything, bro. Like I laughed more than I laughed in a very long time, all these things. And I just remember looking back at that the other day, whenever I was asking me this and I was like, that's what I want to do. I want, I want to be so predictable as far as like every time, every time I see my dad, man, he's just like a ball of joy. Like he just loves and is happy and regardless what happens in life, like he's just always in such an incredible mood and I want her to like grow up wondering how I do it and me just be able to say, well, maybe I chose to, I chose to whenever I had you, I knew all this stuff was going wrong, but I chose to appreciate what I had in the moment. Right. And almost be able to like give that, but I want to become predictably happy, bro. Like, annoyingly happy. Like, I want (laughs) this next season of my life for people just to be like, bro, are you high right now? Like, how are you having such a good time? And no, it's not because I'm high. It's just because I'm actually taking in the moment. You see what I'm saying? Like, I want to do that. I'm going to make the choice to become predictable in that area because depression is hard, dude. So is, like, frustration and stress but so is happiness. Happiness is also hard. You got to choose it because there's so much stuff around us that's always available to kind of take that away and like steal that from us. But I think happiness is one of those emotions, bro, that I I just think it's willing to like fight for now. And I want to become predictable in that area, like especially for my little girl.
1: So to become predictably happy, Mm -hmm. what things do you think you need to do to become that person yeah like you you can't just say i'm going to be blissful every day yeah and be blissful every day exactly there's got to be strategy right exactly So, so what's yours
0: so my strategy is um i keep focusing on what i have dude and like what i really appreciate and that's it. That's really all I keep doing. So even even when it comes down to, like, I'm getting to the point where if somebody messages me that's a client, I even just start getting so grateful for the fact that I'm getting to walk through this with them. You know what I'm saying? And that I get to know them. And I just start, like, feeling that towards them, Right. Um, whenever I'm with my parents, it's the same thing. I try and be there whenever I'm with you, bro. I try and be here too. I try and like walk away and just be like, dang, dude, I I got so much out of that. I love this moment and that moment and just kind of relive some of those things. That's why sometimes I'll text you randomly, you know, and I'm just like, bro. Um, and that's what, that's also another thing. Like, I think you'll know if I'm happy because, um, people will start receiving text messages from me and I want that to be predictable too. I want people to be like, Dude, Frank without fail, like every month, for some reason, I get a random text from him just lighting me up on how incredible I am. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, because that's just what I want to focus on. And then I, I've realized that the more that I focus on those things, you know, the more that I enjoy those and the better I handle bad situations, the better better I handle stressful situations um, and the better, better that I just show up. So... I think my strategy specifically is going to be I'm going to focus on what I have. And whenever I look in the past, it's not going to be to beat myself up. It's going to be to ask, what am I learning from it? What? Where did I learn? How can I grow from it? And use it as, like, fuel moving forward, not as an anchor that's holding me back. Does that make sense?
1: 100%. Yeah. And it, it's – the thing is, if, if we can train our brains to, like – when, when when something goes wrong, and you know we all, everybody can find something that goes wrong every day of their lives. Yeah. But how you choose your 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 how, how you choose to perceive that. Yeah. Is how your the rest of your day is going to be. Mm-hmm. How uh, the people you're around are going to see you as. Yeah. And. Uh, where I'm going with this is, like, uh, choosing to have something that, like, uh, you know, bad happens. Like, if if I'm walking out, and I know it's not raining today, but, um, and I drop my briefcase in a big puddle of muddy water, like, a lot of people can let that just totally ruin their day, right? Yep. So, you could... <laughs> You can, or you can pick it up, wipe it off, say that sucks, and then be like, you know what? I needed a new briefcase anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna go shopping yeah. for one. Or yeah. when I get home, I get online and I'm gonna buy one. Yeah. Or uh, get to your car and be like, you know what? I'm just grateful I have a freaking car yeah. to put this muddy briefcase in you know it's just uh, i'm just giving like yeah what you know lame examples probably but it's literally like may, you have you you make a conscious choice mm-hmm. as to how you let you know something that is out of your control affect you yep and you know again as as cliche as, as it is we don't control you know there's there's a lot of things we have control over but the things that we don't when they happen to us we do have a choice how we handle them, react to them. And that is, I think a key component to your, um, new found being blissful every day.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. And sometimes it's, it's like you were saying when things go bad, sometimes it's saying that sucks, but I'm going to focus on this right now. like, you know what? I just let go. I just got let go. I just lost this. This just happened. This area tanked, whatever, you know, the way everything's going right now. And it's like, okay, I want to handle that, but I'm not going to handle it good if I'm stressed. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to shift my attention to like the people that I love right now, man, why do I love this person so much? Right. And then that almost like begins to honestly, it makes you feel better pretty like damn quick. <laughs> and then it makes you handle those other situations better. Because for me, one of the anchors that I usually go to is like my little girl. As soon as I start thinking how much I love her and why I love her, it's almost like I, I get kicked into this gear of I do not care what this is that I'm facing right now. I'm going to figure it out. And I'm going to find the best way to figure it out. It almost it almost makes you address it with a lot more um, tenacity than just frustration, right? Like because if you're frustrated, then you're operating out of your survival brain. Instead of like your calm brain, where is, which is where all your creativity and logic is all built into. Right. And so you're just kind of fight or flighting it instead of being relaxed and handling out of like an abundant place. Now it's, this is why people, you know, in business, this is why they start chasing clients because now crap, I need money to come in. I got to get some clients. And then now you're coming off as needy because it's like, hey, so have you thought about joining? Well, why not? Well, no. Instead of just being like, you know what? I'm just going to talk to people. Hey, I don't know if there's an option for you, but this is is what I offer. And then they're like, oh, yeah, let me think about it. Cool. Go ahead. And you're not chasing it. You're walking abundantly now.
1: When you just said that, it made me think, like, when you, let's say you're uh, starting a new job or you're wanting to start a new job or a business, right? Yeah. Um, or you own one, or you're already at one. Uh, choose to do things in reverse and see how that works for you. And I'm going to explain a little more. Rather than say, I need this, I'm going to need this, I need, this is what, these are all the things that I need. Mm-hmm. I think I need to be successful. Yeah. Look at it. The exact opposite and look at and think of it like, what are all the things that will prevent me from being successful? Mm. And if you look at it from like the opposite, if that makes sense, then you can start building based on like, it's almost like playing devil's advocate. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. And viewing other things in your life the same way, like um, uh, if—let me think of an example. If if I want to continue to make no money and be broke, I'm going to do nothing today. Yeah. I (laughs) mean— If that's what you want, look at it like that. Yeah. And
0: what's the result I want.
1: Right. And, Mm -hmm. and when you look at it from the reverse, sometimes it creates a different perception and it allows you to say, I'm going to get off the couch and I'm going to freaking do this. It's like, exactly. Bro,
0: what if next week I kind of want to do one where we just talk about business stuff. For any single dad that that wants to like launch something that's been thinking about, man, I kind of want to do this. Maybe there's some fear holding back and we can just go in on stuff like that, bro. Because like, I know that that's something that every, every, every dude and even ladies, like both people, all humans have ideas and dreams. And now is not like, now is the best time to be able to launch something and start something and, and work on your own time. Right. And, or even just making, like, supplemental cash with a passion or anything like that. And so,
1: bro, I think that would be so freaking fun, bro. See, I, I literally started doing... I, I started a list, and we'll get into this more next week, but just to give you, like, a sneak peep or uh, bleh, a preview. Sneak peep. Sneak peep. <laughs> like, I, I put how not to succeed. And I'll start, like, number one, expect others to save you or wait around for success to find you. Yep. And I'll give you one more. Let's see. Value others' opinions over your own. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Once you decide you're successful, you'll become successful. That's basically what the opposite and yep. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Or tolerate mediocrity. Yeah. <laughs> another, another way to be unsuccessful. Yes, have very low standards. But I got a whole list here. <laughs> yeah,
0: dude. And we can go off on some of those because I th- I just think it'll be awesome, bro. Like, also because, and like, if I'm being honest, I want to attract a crowd that's like very entrepreneurial minded as well. Um, just because I feel like some of the language, some of the, the things that we talk about um, will really resonate with that crowd too, you know? And just because I like talking about it too, and I think it's important for single dads um, that have to pay alimony and that have to pay child support, and that have all this extra time now, to know that you can use the extra time to to make more money so that you can build a better future for the kids and create like a better life for yourself right now. And you don't have to wait six months to do it. You really don't, you don't have to wait a year and you don't need a degree. You don't need a certificate. You don't need any of that stuff, dude. Like you can literally go out and make it happen. Um, and I think it'll be just cool to like, give some, some stuff on that, bro.
1: You down for next week? hundred percent. And just because we have this, um, platform and I really need someone, if anyone out there, um, has a skill like legit skills in uh web design um i have a project i need done and i don't want to use upwork or fiverr or any of that shit so um please dm me in uh, the single dad's podcast instagram and um we can discuss it and that's all i got until next week hope everyone has a phenomenal week and uh thanks for tuning in